The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I want to tell you something that just happened this past Shabbos. Literally this past, yeah, this past Shabbos. I was in Chicago, a little Chicago, a little Chicago trip, and I, um, they were very nice to me. They brought me out for a whole Shabbos for this, uh, some, um, upward, not some, uh, I'll say it, I don't care. Uh, Upward Community, the Upward Community, formerly Madragos, is an unbelievable organization that they have out there in Chicago. And they brought me, they were doing a, a girl's Shabbaton, and they, uh, they brought me to speak. And first they tell me, we might, uh, you know, I just, I don't, <laughs> this is exactly what they said. They're like, I don't know how strict about Minion you are. <laughs> I'm like, a little bit, the whole rabbi before my name thing, you know, sort of gets me involved. And they're like, uh, they're like but there might not be a Minion. Um, there's going to be a few men, might not be a minion. Closest minion is about a 45 minute walk. So I was like, okay, so we'll have to, we'll have to do the uh, sleeping in. <laughs> because it was, no, I was like, all right, so we'll have to do the 45 minute walk. I get off of the plane in Chicago and it was blistering. It was so cold. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm doing this 45 minute walk. Baruch Hashem, I show up to the hotel and they have exactly 10 men. It's perfect. Now they were very nice yeah. to me. They brought me out for a whole Shabbos. And they only asked me to speak twice, which is like, it's like, if my wife listens to my speeches, I wouldn't say this, but it's like, it's like, it's like a little vacation. I go to a hotel for Shabbos. I only have to speak once Friday night at like, at like 7 p.m. Say the same thing like this? Yeah. No, yeah. At 7 p.m. I get, I get to sleep at 7 p.m. I could sleep for whatever. And then. Uh, the next night, also right before Shabbat, it was, a, it was an amazing situation for me. I loved it. So I even said to them, are you sure? And they said, yeah. No, I said, okay. So I got there. There are 10 men, right? So everyone's got to be there, 10 men. And sure enough, I felt really bad that I didn't bring my daughter with me on this uh, Shabbos, whatever. But I have a dream while I'm there that my daughter is waking me up and she's like, Papa, you're late. Everyone's looking for you. Uh, you're, you're, you missed the davening, you missed the speech, you missed that. I'm like, what? And then I actually wake up and I'm like, oh. I'm like, that, wow. I'm like, that would have been horrible, right? Miss <laughs> a davening, I'm one of 10 and the rabbi's the one who missed. And I, I, I was like, I was still feeling like shamed and embarrassed. Sure enough, I look over at the clock and I missed Mincha. <laughs> I'm 10 minutes late to my only speech. And I'm like, oh no, I jump out of bed, Right? It was like a minute, was that like, uh, uh, the speech was supposed to be, I think it was like 3.45, the speech was supposed to start at about 4.15, it was like 4.25. I jump out of bed, I don't even put my socks on, I put on my shoes, I grab my suit, I like wrap a tie around, my buttons are all button wrong, and I bomb out, now I'm on like the third floor. So I have to run down these steps, the entire time down these steps, I'm like, you idiot, you idiot! They, they were so nice, they asked you to speak twice! There's a, you're 10 men, right? They made sure it was 10 men, so you wouldn't have to walk. Uh, why? Why this week? What is wrong with you? I go running out, beating myself up. I come busting into the hallway, and then the worst thing happens possible. Come busting into the lobby, and the reception lady, she like looks at me, and she's giving me this look like, oh, yeah, oh, so it's you. You're the one they're all going crazy looking for. And, uh, and I even started blaming them on the way down. I was like, why wouldn't they knock on my door? Why wouldn't they try to wake me up? And I'm all, and I get down there, and she's looking at me. She's like, oh. And I'm, I'm, I'm just standing there. I'm like, yeah, you know what? yeah, it's me, okay? I don't care. And I'm sitting there. I'm so embarrassed. 
And then there was something about the way she was looking at me that was weird. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how in the world am I going to try to work into this speech that it's okay to have missed Mencha on Shabbos and made all other nine men miss Mencha? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Mencha? I don't remember Davening Shabbos. And I look over, and it's 4.20 in the morning. I didn't do anything yet that day. She wasn't looking at me weird because people were looking for me. She was looking at me weird because she heard me cursing myself out halfway down the steps. For some reason, unbeknownst to her, I took the steps and not the elevator. I come falling out of over here, half wearing a jacket, half not, at four in the morning with my shoes half falling off of me and my tie wrapped around. And she's just looking at me like, are you okay? Is everything all right in your life? What just happened to you? I believe this story immediately that I messed up and that, 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 that obviously everyone's going to know I'm a low life now. And that it's the most embarrassing thing. And I was so busy believing the story and beating myself up, I didn't even consider for a second that because I went to sleep way too early the night before, I was up way too early in the morning. The most logical reasoning. Sure enough, I turned back around. <laughs> I went back to my room, and I missed Shacharis because I got... No, I'm joking. But believing this immediate story that we have about ourselves because of these little pieces of information, and we could have had a million people over our lives telling us, no, you matter. What you do matters. If you show up, other people will be affected by you. We refuse to believe it because the immediate story that we have running in our head is that of a negative self-image, of that of a negative self-story that we keep telling ourselves. You are drowning, you. And you're going to continue this process. And you're going to give this process to other people. And you're going to give this process to your children. And you give this process to your family. And you're going to start this, start, you're going to continue this entire snowball effect unless you decide to put an end to it and realize how great you can possibly be. How big of an effect your words, your actions, your life is going to have in this world. When you, are, when you start to be able to realize that, it starts to actually happen. But you need to go first. You need to make the difference first. You need to have that happen first in order for it to keep going. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.